Dallas, how would you define the word geek? This is a question we get asked, asked often. Uh, a geek is is generally a person who uh, is uh, very much, uh, I wouldn't say obsessed, but very much in tune with uh, what we call geek culture, things involving with comic books and video games and anime and uh, movies and, and fantasy books. And there are people who, um, they're just hyper-focused on it to some degree or not, and they have a deep love for it. They find... Um, they find a connection to the stories and to the characters there that perhaps that um, they're lacking elsewhere. Would this also include like technology people who are really into tech? Sure. I could, you group a lot of, of geeks into that group too. There's been kind of a blurring of the t current term geeks and nerds. And so, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now, uh, Celeste in particular, uh, is geek sometimes used as, as a put down or a negative or what do you see? It can be, it can be used as a, as a negative, as a, as an insult, but you really have seen in the last several years, a owning of the term very much, very similar to how Christian used to be a bad word, used to be an insult. Geeks are beginning to own the word geek and they're going, yeah, I'm a geek. Right. I like this, this and this. Do, do geeks have a, a preferred word between each other? They might call each other other than geek. No, it not really. Depend on the geekdom, honestly. Yeah. All right. So I feel that some people are into anime. They call themselves weebs. And uh, so there, that's one thing. <laughs> there's a whole Star Trek, Trekkie, Trekker debate that happens. Live long and prosper. Yeah. All right. Exactly. <laughs> so you folks go to, to conventions and other gatherings. Uh, how do you scope out where you want to go and, and what you want to do? That is greatly uh, defined by our budget. <laughs> if we could, we would go to all the conventions. Um, there are several. We have one that's very close. It's in our hometown, so it makes it a little bit more feasible for us to go to. But there's also things that are specific. There is a a book con that happens that one day is a goal for me to be uh, for us to go there because I want to go for the books. Um, <laughs> For ministry too, but yeah. the books. <laughs> so there's just a different different things are geared towards specific now, interests. You can be presenters there. Do you need to be credentialed and so forth? No, not necessarily. It depends on the con. Uh, mm -hmm. It depends on on what the showrunners allow and don't allow. Uh, our local con, I this past year, uh, we led a panel talking about um, balancing your faith and your geekdom and what that looks like and. Uh, keeping a healthy balance of, of being in your relationship with Christ. And um, I just called up the showrunner, uh, great guy. Uh, we've had the opportunity to meet him several times over the years. And I said, hey, we'd love to do a panel discussion. Are you okay with that? And he said, sure. And so we did. Um, some cons, they actually let them do like whole church services uh, on Sunday morning. Um, and it just depends on, again, on who's who's running it. Now, is there a, a geek language? Do, do you speak geek? Well, kind of like Celeste said, it's all dependent on, on the geekdom and what's going on. Um, there's certain things that if you're into anime, there's terminology and there's um, phraseology. There's there's uh, people that you know and don't know that you mention. If you're into books, there's things you're into. So it really just depends on, on your geekdom that you're into. We're blessed to be into multiple different things. So we speak multiple different <laughs> geek 
sub languages, I guess that would be called. <laughs> I'm not sure. But we, we speak many forms of geek. All right. So what issues uh, like life issues do people in the geek category have to deal with? Is it different than anybody else? I wouldn't say it's different. It's just depending on people's life situations that we see seem to see a lot of people within the geek community dealing with issues of isolation, uh, depression. Uh, and some of it comes out of the fact that they're they really are into a certain thing um but the rest of the community looks down on them for it they're like well why are you into these cartoons why are you into this and it's something that they've grown attached to there's uh some people that it's almost a i don't want to say escapism but there's been some coping mechanisms developed by being part of these different geek realms uh to help them deal with trauma and deal with stress and anxiety but because society looks down upon xyz things um because they're childish or whatnot they feel even more isolated and so uh, that's a lot of what we see happening is people who feel isolated. They feel like that they've been abandoned by other people. And at the same time, um, as they're, they're struggling with these things, um, they feel like people in the church don't care because these are childish things. <laughs> because many are into to sci-fi and technology and, and fantasy and so forth, how do they look at you telling them that Jesus is real and the Bible is real, does does it help them to maybe say, yeah, I can see that's possible? Or do they more see that uh, that's just probably you know, fantasy stuff? I don't know. What do you find? We get a, a mix of both because there are, are a lot of Christians who are geeks. Mm -hmm. um, but the biggest thing that we run into is we build relationship. We talk to people we have people that we legitimately have built friendships with through our our ministry but also through just being in the same spaces mm -hmm. and so we have a a friend I'll call him a friend that he was kind of a I've gone to church Christian yeah and he was like okay cool you're doing the Jesus thing that's cool I'm not going to because like I go to church on, you know, Christmas and Easter and I'm cool. And we're like, okay, we're going to love you anyway. And we're going to live out God's glory in your life through all of this. And he came to us, what, two years ago? Yeah. And he goes, I just want you to know that your influence and you living out Christ has drawn me closer. He had a moment with a television preacher where, <laughs> Billy, it was old Billy Graham sermon. <laughs> old Billy Graham, where God just spoke to him. He was on his floor in front of his TV, weeping in front of God. Yeah. But it was a relationship that we had built that had planted those seeds. Yeah. So we we run into a lot of a, okay, that's cool, but we're not going to push people away because they don't agree with us. So we. Yeah. We, we just build relationship. We show them the Christ's love. Yeah. And through that, they begin to see, well, man, this, what they preach, what they teach, there really is something here. And they really do experience Christ uh, through yeah. contact with us. And so, yeah, there's some people just like the rest of the world. I mean, there's a lot of people who are agnostic and um, atheist and um, they're, you know, they look at Christianity as fairy tales, but when they see it active when they see people's faith being real and being on display there becomes evidence that's undeniable 
things that they can't explain anymore. And it just it becomes a testimony to their spirit. Why do you do this? Because we love people. We care about people. Nice. Yeah, we, uh, we started up um, years ago, we were at a con and there was, uh, we were in line with people and we're, we're talking to people, we're doing life with people and they were not Christians necessarily. And there was a, a street preacher who was just there yelling and screaming at them, shouting at them, saying, you're going to hell. And they're like, we know. And um, they looked at us and they knew that I was a pastor on staff at a church. They knew that we were believers. And they're like, are you going to yell at us too? I was like, no. Like, like, would it help? Like, would it help if I yelled and screamed at you? No. But no. <laughs> <laughs> so we loved them. And when we walked into the con, we, it was a great time. But what we saw were people who were hurting. And nobody who knew Christ who was out there was willing to come in and just love people where they were at the way Jesus loved people where they were at. And we speak the language, we were in the culture. So we're like, here. We tell people in my, our church, hey, present Christ wherever you're at, preach Christ at, at your jobs, at, at Kroger, wherever. Why aren't we doing it here where we would be anyways, around people that we know, or people that we, we, we understand? And so that's why we do it, because we're here, yeah. and we love them. When I was a teenager, I had a youth pastor tell me, that they had given up some things because they had taken a challenge to pretend like Jesus was in the room with them 24 seven, which we, we know he is, but like <laughs> just to physically, like keep it in the forefront of your mind of he is there and they had to let go of some things. And that kind of stuck with me personally. And so it's one of those things of you can see in the different things. If you look, the hope you can see biblical ties and it's not perfect but and so it's there's the, all this un unmined un i don't know the word for it um untapped potential and we see it we speak the language and we're called to love people so that's what we do is it frustrating occasionally sometimes I need more than 24 hours in a day, please. Thank <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's frustrating. Um, I mean, just because uh, we're busy all the time. I mean, we have our normal lives. We have our, 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 the things that we do with our, our local body and, you know, uh, we put a lot of effort into geek devotions and, um, our weekly devotions. And sometimes they hit, sometimes they don't. Sometimes we get pushback from people just because they don't understand it. Um, or they're just antagonistic and it's frustrating. But then we see fruit, and then we're like, yeah, it's worth it. I presume that before you would uh, go on an outreach to some location or whatever or online, uh, what do you ask God to, to help you with? You know, what is your prayer? Speak through me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just asking God to speak through us and to show us who, who needs him and who is open to hearing uh, from him uh, in whatever manner. I was reading uh, where you explained that the Apostle Paul targeted the pop culture of his time in history. Uh, is this sort of what you're doing right now with, with pop culture, that if he was there with you, he'd say, right on, let's do it? I think so. Maybe not those words, but yeah. <laughs> Probably a lot more Greek. Or Hebrew. 
Or Hebrew. You got a point there. So you, you've got a YouTube channel, and I understand also a podcast. What What are some of the titles that you give to your topics? I saw one about She-Hulk and different things. What are some of the titles? Well, we just had one come out today called um, The First Steps of Dealing with Stress and Anxiety. And it was talking about uh, basically when you're dealing with life situations, when you've got everything coming at you, um, lean into the Lord. And the the verse kind of for that devotion was, uh, be still, know that I am God. And talk about how those were the first steps that we need to do when we're dealing with stressful situations is stopping and understanding that God is God and reflecting upon that. So that's that's the that was something that just came out today as the recording of, of this uh, conversation. We've had various things. Uh, we've had things uh, like uh, why you should be passionate about everything you do, which was based off of an anime called Way of the House Husband. We had one called Is the Right Thing the Easy Thing, which is based off of the Disney Plus show The Bad Batch, uh, which is a, a Star Wars uh, cartoon. Uh, we had one called What Mechs Have Taught Us About the Holy Spirit, which was all about giant robots. <laughs> right. So how can a person find you on YouTube or find your podcast? We are pretty much under Geek Devotions for everything. Um, we have several podcasts. So if you're looking for podcasts, probably check out our website. Yeah. Links off to everything we do. But geekdevotions.com. All social medias, all everything is just Geek Devotions. So as we're coming out of the, the pandemic, do you find that people, even yourselves, are, are different, that life has kind of changed? Um, I mean, yeah, to a degree. Um, you know, I, I think there are people who have spent a couple years in isolation and they're starved for conversation, like real-life conversation face-to-face. And, um, there, there is a longing for that. Um, and there's some people that I think they're still just kind of frozen in that fear of, of the isolation. If you had, uh, the ability, the, the financial wherewithal and so forth, what would you do next? Oh, let me list this out. <laughs> <laughs> for geek devotions. Um, yeah, we got, uh, well, one of the things we want to do is establish a 501c3. Mm-hmm. Uh, to kind of help make things a little bit more legitimate for us. But then we'd want to also be able to branch out and do some other things, more outreaches, uh, go to more cons across the nation, um, help our our team uh, produce and create content that uh, does what we do, which is let people know they're loved and they're cared for yeah. uh, so we can reach more people. All right. Anything you want to add that I haven't asked? Because you're the geek expert. <laughs> you know, it's just... Um, this is a passion of ours, and we um, we we take uh, we used to have a, a school ministry at my church, and Celeste and I taught a class every year, and the class was required to take over geek devotions for a month, and they did everything. They uh, wrote the devotions, uh, they they did the videos, um, they and we gave them the content, whether it was based on comic books or anime, and um, some of them loved it, some of them hated it, but one of the things we told them was like, we're we're not doing this to make you guys geeky. Uh, we're not doing this so you guys go off, start your own geek ministry. We're doing this because we're trying to teach you to look at what you have, look at the language you speak, and look at the areas you are, and speak life. Present Christ in those ways. Um, I looked at one guy, he was a carpenter. I mean, you're a carpenter. You're on a job site all the time. 
you know what goes into these things. You can use these things and use what you understand to help people know Christ better. There was a woman that was a homemaker and she has the way built, she has the ability to use that uh, culture of, of homemakers to reach other homemakers. We had people who were in various um, construction jobs and all kinds of things. And so we want to encourage people that maybe hear this conversation, speak your language that you understand. Speak to the culture that you're in. People everywhere need to know about Christ. They, there are people everywhere who are hurting, who feel abandoned, who feel like they're less than. And you have this precious thing called Christ, hmm. salvation. And they just need somebody that can speak their own language and present in a way that they understand and allow Holy Spirit to draw them to salvation. Yeah. All right. Dallas and Celeste, we, we appreciate you sharing your hearts with us. Thank you very much. Absolutely.